Hey lady, do you sometimes feel like you've lost yourself? Are you internalizing your feelings and walking around on eggshells either at home or at work? Maybe there is something missing in your life, but you just can't quite figure out what it is. Or even worse, you know what it is, but you feel stuck and you can't move forward. Well, I have been there more often than I care to admit. I spent more than 20 years climbing the corporate ladder only for it to come to an abrupt end during a 10-minute meeting. (laughs) I was so busy climbing that ladder to satisfy one aspect of myself that I neglected to take the time I needed to really focus on how to achieve true balance in every aspect of my life. Hi, I'm Anya Day, and welcome to the Find Your Voice and Own It podcast, where I give women practical tips on how to find their voice through changing their mindset, identifying their passion, and owning their story, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So, go grab your favorite glass of wine or cup of tea if you're driving, relax, And let's peel away the layers of our complex onion to unleash our authentic voice that the world deserves to hear. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Find Your Voice and Own It podcast. This is the second part of a two-part episode with my husband about... Basically, you know, how do you do when you're, what do you do when you're in a situation where you have one partner who is on this journey to sort of reinvent themselves and to go down a new path and really grind and follow their purpose. And then we have another partner who just ain't feeling all that (laughs) and feels like the attention is being taken away from them for lack of a better term. So this is the second part. So if you haven't listened to episode 24, please go back and listen to episode 24 so you can get the full context of some of the challenges. And now for this part, we're going to try to focus more on, so, you know, what are some things that you can do to help the situation? We're not claiming to be experts and we're still in the process of figuring it out ourselves. But I think that we've both been through enough stuff where we have some lessons learned that I think would be valuable for our audience. So, you know, how do you really focus on fixing your shit show, for lack of a better term? So one of the things that I think is important is understanding that your purpose doesn't mean, your purpose isn't your partner's purpose. And you need to understand and respect that. So. In this situation, I can't expect Kevin to necessarily be as excited as I am about all of the things that I'm doing on this journey. For him, he's been down the road of being an entrepreneur. I wasn't raised that way. So I was raised where both my parents worked for the same company all their lives and they retired from that company and collected a pension and that was that. For me, it's a desire that I've had, I guess, the last few years and really decided to explore it, I guess, two or three years ago. And then fast forward to 2020, when all hell broke loose, it was a very challenging year for us on many fronts. One, because I lost my job. Two, COVID. And then from a relationship perspective, we just had a lot of challenges. So. 
it really just, I guess, forced me to focus on the fact that I was making an intentional decision to not go back to corporate America. At least that's the plan. That's what I would prefer not to do. So I could really focus on building these businesses. And with me, for those of you all who know me, you know, when I do stuff, I do it big. So I couldn't just build one business. I ended up trying to build three at the same time. And it's just the way it happened. One, I was already in that field. The other two were relatively new. So it, it's been a challenge. And Kevin will definitely tell you that, you know, I think we said this before, that if my computer had a penis, then there would be no need for him. That's what he says. I, I disagree. <laughs> but that's what he says. So, yes, I am unapologetic about my purpose. I know what it is. I know that it is my heart's desire to serve people, to build them up, to uplift and encourage them, and to help people who, like me, want to transition from corporate America to being an entrepreneur. But with that, I have to kind of balance that with how do I get some type of normalcy in my relationship? So I have to just know that we can still support each other. He can still support me, even though he doesn't want to be full-fledged in the business. And for one of our businesses, I actually created it um, when we started it, thinking that we were going to work in it together, the trucking business. And then that didn't happen. You want to talk about what happened with the whole trucking thing? Well, it was a, uh, it, it, it really was a, a good idea in the beginning. And I was very enthusiastic about us doing it together. But at some point, when the literature started to come in and the responsibility portion of what it was really going to take us to really get this thing off the ground and make it a lucrative business became more of a uh, hindrance with the literature that I read. And it was like the more I read it, the more discouraged I became. It just seemed like it was a lot at this point in life, especially with trying to raise a child that's autistic and the other diversity that we had going on at the same time. It just seemed a bit much. So I told her, hey, I don't I don't think I want to take this ride. I've been down this road and I was really looking for something to be a little more settled in what I thought the trucking industry was going to be. It's, it's just a lot. Fast forward, uh, maybe what, a few months into this thing, um, two trucks in and a lot of debt occurring. Uh, I see that it's going to take more than just one person to really make it happen. So At that time that I did not want to be a part of it, and now, like I said, fast forward, here I am jumping um, here first back into it because it's going to take us both to make it 
what we wanted to be or what we needed to be at this point. And I think that goes to the piece of us being able to communicate how we can support each other. So, you know, his, the piece of the trucking industry that, well, he's not going to get behind the wheel and drive because no, <laughs> that's not going to happen. No, not at all. I think he's narcoleptic, quite frankly. So we're not going to allow him to drive. <laughs> Even if I wasn't, I think I'm going to be beyond driving someone's truck at this point. Yeah, we he can't do that. But the other pieces, some of them are just very technical and you have to do them a certain way. And Kevin doesn't do well with coloring inside the lines. <laughs> Well, I wouldn't call it coloring inside the lines. I, I don't do well with meeting deadlines, period. Uh, I have a tendency of wearing multiple hats. And my idea of wearing those hats is deciding which one I want to put on that morning when I wake. I don't like to uh, actually have to get up and be forced into a routine if I really don't want to be in that routine that particular day. I think because of the fact that I've been such an entrepreneur most of my life that I enjoy the freedom of being free. <laughs> right. So do what I want to do what I want to do. You know, when I was working in corporate America in my twenties, he was working, you know, had t-shirt shops and um, barber shops and stuff like that. So he was always doing that piece. So that was, you know, we, we were, we're doing it at different phases of our life. And we have to figure out the balance in terms of, so how do we have an understanding of where that other person is in their life? So, you know, I'm not expecting him. Yes, he's doing this podcast episode with me, but I'm not expecting him to jump in and do the coaching business with me or to record podcast episodes with me or things that aren't necessarily his interest. Although, quite frankly, I think he got a little itch and I think he likes this podcast thing. But <laughs> I think that, you know, it just, you have to have a mutual understanding and figure out that, okay, so yeah, there are times where, of course, I want to be able to go to him and talk to him about certain things. Something, sometimes well, I he... A, I think a mutual understanding is an understatement. I think the need to want to see the other succeed at what they strive for and be supportive will be the appropriate um, way of describing it. I would agree with that. I think that because there are some things that I know that he doesn't necessarily care about, I do have to find other support system that I can talk to while I'm trying to like vet certain ideas. So for me, I have to find those alternative support systems and they have to be, you know, safe support systems like, you know, a girlfriend or somebody who isn't going to, you can't run to somebody else and say, oh, my husband won't do this. Oh, my husband. And that person ends up being a comfort to you in terms of. 
the opposite sex or they're, or you end up crossing a line. That's not what I mean by finding an alternative support system. If you're, if you make a decision to stay in a relationship, then you need to honor whatever boundaries you and your spouse have already established for that particular relationship. Yeah, because the raw support system could be very destructive. (laughs) (laughs) So with that, I will also say, so number one is, you know, your purpose doesn't equate to your partner's purpose. Number two, you have to have healthy conversation. And you have to have intentional conversations. And like Kevin mentioned in the last episode, you can't talk at each other. We have to figure out how to talk to each other. And sometimes that's hard, especially in the heat of the moment when your emotions are involved and you both are trying to get your point across and you feel like you're not being heard or you're not being understood. Yeah. You just have to remember God gave you two ears and one mouth. So that means you should do more listening than talking. I would agree. I think that with that communication, you have to establish expectations and boundaries. So one thing that I think frustrates Kevin is he feels like I always have the computer open. And part of it is I don't do my business right now I don't, I'm not consistently using the same schedule. So I'm not necessarily doing it, you know, just eight to four or certain times during the day. Because sometimes during the day, I'm chilling with him or we're out in the yard doing stuff together. or I'm going out with him to look at jobs or we just laying down chilling or we're doing middle of the day nookie. I don't know. (laughs) It just depends. So if then... I didn't get something done. Let's, let's call it tea time. Oh, tea time? Okay. All right, tea time. Tea I like time. that one. I like tea. <laughs> <laughs> then sometimes, yes, I do have to look do stuff in the evenings. And for me, I think where we sometimes butt head is I think that it's okay for me to do my computer work <laughs> or whatever it is that I'm doing. We're looking at TV. Unless we're like really into like a movie or something like that versus he doesn't like that. I think he likes that full attention. And I don't want to put words in his mouth, but he looks at more TV than I do. And I think, oh, well, while you're looking at TV, I'm looking at. Well, let's explain my television choices. I mean, it's not like I'm looking at smart TV or I'm looking at random sitcoms or anything like that. I do more documentaries than anything. So, and when I get into my documentaries, sometimes, you know, the subject matter to me is important. And when we're both sitting there watching it and it's an important subject matter to me, I kind of want her to be more attentive to what's being said in the documentary than what's on her computer. And then at times that that's a, a selfish standpoint because she has deadlines and she meets deadlines. And me deadlines are a problem. I, I think we explained that in the beginning. I like to move at my own accord. So that's where the challenge lies. I think I'm just used to getting into it, but I want to get to it. Not actually meeting someone else's deadline. And, 
it, then it just doesn't seem to be tuned into the things that I'm tuned in at the time when I'm watching my documentaries. Yeah, but things to get kind of, um, I'm like, wow, she didn't just hear this, and I thought it was important for us both to hear, and I don't know. I guess that's where the trade-off comes, and the misunderstanding and the miscommunications, and yeah. And I think that, you know, there are times where I'm not always not paying attention to it, but to me, I would rather be doing whatever. I don't <laughs> expect him to be doing the computer when I'm, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a, we have a difference of opinion about it, but we have to have an understanding and come to a common ground. And I, we're getting better. Some days are better than others. Said it again. I said, are we getting better? I think so. I mean, the yeah, fact that I, we're sitting we here, are. yeah, in the same place, <laughs> doing a, a podcast, doing a podcast together, it's progress. Yes, it is. Yeah. So, I think that you know we're trying to be more intentional. I'm trying to, you know, when I'm frustrated, use. I call them I statements, so directed towards me, more towards me than towards him. So not pointing blame on you did this or you you don't do this or this and that. And instead say, you know, I felt this way or, you know, it makes me, I get frustrated when you do whatever, whatever, or I get frustrated because we're having a challenge communicating. So you have to, to kind of frame it differently. Like I acknowledge that I'm a work in progress and I'm still working on myself. And that doesn't just involve as it relates as the business is me as a person, period. There are things, you know, as you I strongly believe that we're always growing and evolving or we should be. And I don't put those bones on other people. If other people don't want to do it, that's them. But for me, that's where I am. Like I am a, a learner. I'm a grinder. I I love to just You love a challenge. I love a challenge. And I know that I'm at this place in my life and Kevin's at the a place where he would just rather just be retired on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll go on a boat, but I'm gonna take my laptop with me on the boat because I'm still trying to build things. I'm not trying to just build these businesses. I'm trying to build an empire. I'm trying to do things differently. And I don't want to even want to say trying. I am like, because <laughs> I, I have what I say. So I, I don't even want to say what I'm trying to do. This is what I am doing. And I'm trying to do it in a way where I still have somebody to share it with. I mean, I shouldn't say somebody that I'm still able to share it with Kevin, but you know, we're still working through a lot of things to get to that point. You know, sometimes you have to also remember, you have to communicate the good stuff as well as the stuff that's, that frustrates you about each other. Because after a while, when the person only hears the things that they quote unquote do wrong, what they don't do at all or what they do wrong, then you begin to think that, that your partner only sees the bad in you. So I would say another piece of advice is try to be intentional about 
complimenting each other and talking about the good and making time for each other. For us, we have, you know, a blended family and kids ranging from seven to full on grown ass, 30 years old, 32. So there's a lot of things that come up in terms of just different needs and different kids and et cetera. And we have to make time for ourselves as a couple and making sure that we are communicating (laughs) around those things and making sure that I think I can't say enough how much is how it's so important to really listen, to understand as opposed to listen to respond and understand each other's perspective, which actually goes into number three, which is appreciating those differences in those perspectives and knowing that you're not always going to be on the same page. But what can you do to come to some type of common ground or what can you do to better understand the other person. So just because you took the back roads and I took the highway to get to wherever, it doesn't make one way wrong or one way right. We just... Both, you both just have to realize you're trying to get to the same place. Right. And the key to that whole thing is you can't just listen at a person because they're talking. You have to actually listen to the person and what they're trying to get across to you as far as what they're actually doing. I think we had an episode where her and I for 30 minutes were talking at each other instead of to each other and we were listening at each other talk and we really wasn't listening, listening. And then 30 minutes later, we both realized that, hey, we both were saying the same damn thing. And because we weren't actually listening, we, we didn't realize it. And we wasted 20 old minutes with, with something that could have been resolved in five to 10 minutes. So, right. Um, when you get to that point, you have to really say to yourself, oh, wait, let's slow up. Let's. Recalculate, regroup. That's when the uh, whole picture comes into perspective. So when you get that perspective, you have to hold on to it, though, because it's so easy for you to lose it. And I think a lot of that comes from those perspectives and those differences. They're grounded in who you are. And a lot of it is related to where you came from and how you were raised or how you weren't raised. and. You know, the promises you make when you're younger to yourself are, oh, I'm not going to do this because my mama did this. Or I'm not going to do this because my daddy did this or my daddy didn't do this. And then you set out to live your life according to how you view things. And you could have two people in the same house. And raised, quote unquote, the same way, but they're going to have two different views on how things should be done. And you have to respect those differences. And our, how we were raised, how I was raised was different than how I was, how Kevin was raised in terms of, you know, two parent household versus one parent household, step parents, that kind of thing. And those things play a role in 
what you do and how you do and your parents and those traits that you may or may not like or the traits that you can't stand and you realize that you're becoming those traits. <laughs> and those all those are all the things that you carry in your relationship, not to mention your prior relationships. Kevin and I got back together after like 25 years and a lot happened in between that time in terms of us and our different relationships. And we both brought baggage. And a I, whole I, lot I of baggage. Yeah. I, I don't just mean children and finances, but we brought baggage because we both were used to doing things in such a way. I, I think that we clashed because I was used to running my shit my way. She was used to being the captain of her ship, and once we realized, well, once we got together, before we even got together, we didn't realize that we were both that headstrong, and that so many people depended on us being those captains for so many years, that once we got together on the same ship, neither one of us knew how to allow the other <laughs> to take charge. Right. Well, I don't even think that that we even realized that we were were stunting each other's growth. Right. Um, by now allowing each other to, to expand, it was almost like a control battle. So, you know, my thing has always been, I don't want to work until too old to enjoy the fruits of my labor. And I've always said to Dana, you're constantly working. And by the time you really get to enjoy what you've accomplished, you're going to be too old to move and do all the things that you want to do. I'm afraid that I'm going to miss it if I, if I keep working. If I work as hard as she worked, by the time I actually get it to where it's going to be, my body will be broken down and <laughs> not not able to function to the point where I can travel these places and see these things and enjoy these things the way I can enjoy them now. So I I've always been the one when I get up in the morning, I decide damn. Do I feel like being bothered with others today and their problems and helping them fix it and creating some sort of income, or do I just want to get on my boat and go enjoy a part of the Chesapeake Bay that I've never seen? And sometimes that wanting to see things I've never seen always wins because I feel as though I'm going to be too old to really enjoy it and take it in if I continue to work as hard as I, as I have worked for so many years. And I tell Dana, man, look, baby, I understand you have dreams, you have desires, you want to build this empire, but look at the age we are, and we don't have that much time left. I got plenty of time. Okay. You say you Tomorrow's not promise to And I get it, but I also agree. So for me, I'm on the standpoint that you have to... Build things to a certain point so that you can make money in your sleep. So that we, it won't, the idea is that it's not always going to be this way. But if you plan so hard that you're not 
taking care of your needs, your fundamental needs, then to me, that's where the challenge comes in. And it's a balance. And it's, I mean, to a certain extent, I get it. Because just like now, I can't imagine (laughs) going back to corporate America. So I get, you know, getting to a place where you don't want to do something else again. Like I, I can... I see it. And I, I've never really, I never really got a break. That's probably why I'm feeling that way because I lost my job at the end of January. I was still doing stuff, quote unquote, for a little while. And then we're not really doing stuff for them. I shouldn't say it that way, but you know, I, after my position was eliminated, I was still contracting with a former employer that I had always been contracting with. So I was still doing that work. And then that COVID hit and then I became a full-time homeschool mom, <laughs> which was not in the plan. So I, so I feel like in a lot of ways that I haven't really had a break. But I, I do get where he's coming from because I couldn't imagine I've entertained the thought of going back. But doesn't it just but, feel lovely? To get up some days and just not have to have to do anything at all. Yes. But whatever you want to do. It does. But then, yes. But somebody mm. has to be <laughs> responsible. But and I guess I pay for it. But, so like the last two your, weeks, I've your, spent. Your, your idea of being responsible is working from the first of the month to the 30th of the month. And my idea of being responsible has always been, okay, I know what my bills are. For the month, you know, which may be thirty five hundred, could be eight thousand, could be ten thousand. It's not going to take me thirty days to come up with the amount of money I need to pay my bills, and I'm not going to spend thirty days out of a month trying to pay my bills. I focus on the first five to ten days of the month, reach my my goal, then after that, the other twenty are mine. I, I just. In theory, yes, but I think, but I think you're under this misconception that I'm working thirty hours, thirty days out of the month, and I'm not. No, I'm not. See, this is the thing that you. This is the piece that you don't understand. This house that gets magically cleaned, and these kids that get magically fed and magically (laughs) bathed and magically whatever, and the laundry that gets magically done. I thought that they they had that, magically transformed themselves no. uh, to becoming self-sufficient. <laughs> Not <laughs> at, yet. At the ages that they are, no. or at least they should have. They are more independent, <laughs> but there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes but I understand, stuff that I understand keeps the, the wheels. And the, and the, the mothering and the nurturing and the whatever the home. But you can't. Say that I mean you don't have help. You 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 just want it done when you want it done. Me, I move with my own drum. So you know. Yes, but I'll use this as an example. It's trash. The trash comes twice a week. Yeah. <laughs> it's on the calendar. Yeah, it is. And I've gotten to the point where I'm not going to remind you to put the trash out. And mm. some days I just let it pile up and I don't put it out. But then. We produce a lot of trash. So then <laughs> come the next day, sometimes we have to put out, have to put out two cans because we haven't 
put the trash out. And that, no, that's just like a really simple thing. And yes, some of it is I do want stuff done. But it, some of the stuff, if you, there are consequences to not doing them in a certain time frame is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. The trash one probably wasn't a really good example. Sometimes. And I I think that, you know, again, those are just those are just differences. I'm not and I actually am not working and this is important for me to say. I'm not working. I feel as though I've gotten to the point in my life where I should have that luxury as an option. That's fine. Or option as a luxury. That's fine. And I know that I like certain things and I know those things require money that can't be produced if I'm on a boat sometimes. So I have to make a choice. So I think the other piece of that is (laughs) the other thing related to, you know, understanding the differences and the different perspectives is I do have to be more intentional about the time piece, because I do, I, I do not, there are times where I'm supposed to be doing stuff and I don't do it because I don't want to hear your mouth or I don't want to see your face making the, the, oh, cause it'll come back later on me. That's not a good thing to put in the atmosphere, but. I mean, but it's true. I'm I mean, being honest. I mean, because of what I think. Yes. Cause I got to hear. You're in that damn computer. Like, if I if I were to clock how many hours I work, it doesn't compare to what I did in corporate America from realistically. It really doesn't. And you're <laughs> just spoiled and used to me being here. And I get it. But I think, I don't know. I, I'm I, spoiled and used to you being here. Yes. Hmm. You are. And I think it probably would be better if I just got up at seven o'clock or six o'clock or whatever and just did everything all before three or four o'clock. That probably would make you happy because then maybe you would be, you would see, okay, she's not, I'm not always working. And sometimes I'm just like today, had I known that she was going to be doing whatever today, you know how much stuff I would have got done? I would have planned to do some work. I would have planned to do things differently. I wouldn't have been necessarily doing the laundry. I would have been doing other things because I try to do them <laughs> when you're not around. But I intentionally thought, oh, yeah, it's a nice rainy day. We're going to chill and bun up and look at movies and do this and do that because that's what you said we were going to do. Well, so well, no one told me that one of our trucks were going to come in off the road and then I was going to have to entertain one of the drivers. No one told me that Kim's mother was going to get sick and go into the hospital. And I was going to have to run Good Samaritan errands. And nobody prepares for what the day brings. And this is why I tell you, life is too short. And tomorrow is not promised. So this is why... I do things the way I do things. Right. And I and I do, I get that. But I think you you also have to, um, there should be understanding on both parts. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And I think we have to explain our perspective. And this is what we're, 
also encouraging the listeners. You know, when you find yourself in these situations, explain your perspective to the other person so that they have an understanding because they truly, they make their decisions and they, they make their choices and they, their thoughts are grounded in where they come from. And I'm not just meaning geographically where they come from, just in general, the things that they've done or the things that they've explored, been exposed to the, this survivor mentality or whatever mentality they have is it comes from <laughs> how they were raised and what they had to do growing up. And, you know, where your perspectives differ, I think it's important that you just continue talking and you have those communication, those key conversations and try to reach some type of consistency consensus and gain an understanding with each other of an appreciation of the other person's viewpoint, right? Yeah, I think the appreciation aspect is what's most important. You must first learn to embrace what the other person in a relationship really enjoys doing. And once you really learn embrace that and accept that then you have more respect for it right and I think you know again we're trying to do a better job of at that um ourselves so with that I would say the next tip is number four which is mutual respect so to me respect is you know is having some type of regard for a person but I think more importantly, it's accepting who they are, including whatever those differences are. So you're accepting of that person even when they're different. You don't have to agree with everything that they do. But if you're making a choice to stay with that partner, then you're making a choice to deal with certain things. You're making a choice to work through certain things. And the two of you all have to consider the bigger picture and figure out the best way to move forward. You don't always have to agree with each other, but if you respect each other, then it makes that sometimes challenging journey a little bit more manageable, I guess is the best way, the best word. Making sure that that other person feels appreciated. And because I never want him to think that I don't, appreciate him or I don't love him. He that side he knew that I was a grinder when we got together. It just didn't didn't work out. I don't think he realized to <laughs> to what extent I was or to how extreme it was or you know we never could have predicted that predicted that this is where how things would end up. But I was working 50, 60 hours a week when we got together. <laughs> so that wasn't new. I, I mean, that's that was the reality of the positions that I had at the time that we got back together. So, you know, but I think another big thing is when respect is about kind of honoring each other's boundaries. So if you think about the fact that, you know, using an analogy of a backyard, when you're in your yard, you have your own actions, your own opinion, your own choices, you make your own decisions. And when somebody, you have control over those things. 
And you shouldn't allow other people to trespass when you're trying to manage your own yard. So nobody should, quote unquote, make you angry or make you do this or make you do that. You know, anger is a choice and how you react is a choice. And I strive on a daily basis to not react when Kevin frustrates me and Kevin strives to not react when I frustrate him. But at the same time, we also have our own feelings and our own opinions and actions. And just because I act a certain way or he acts a certain way and our children act a certain way, even if you don't like it, you can't control that act, but you have to be able to control your response. And I think to me, that kind of thinking about that, like really is where the respect piece comes in big time because it's honoring and accepting those differences, even when they frustrate you. So recognize that, okay, yeah, this is your yard and this is your fence and you're this and you're that. And I recognize and honor that. And I'm not going to trespass against that. If I want to come over, (laughs) I got to knock on the door or I got to, you know, you got to have those conversations. You have to kind of honor and respect each other's boundaries. And it's not easy. And again, it goes back to the communication and really listening to each other and making a commitment that if you're going to stay in a relationship, then how, what are you going to do? What are you willing to do and what are you willing not to do in order to commit to making that relationship work? Yeah, I would agree. Anything else you want to say about the respect piece? Nothing that I can um, think of right now this morning. Um, I think you covered all those bases. I didn't hear you say anything that I would disagree with. I just think that respect is the essence of success in a relationship. I'll add that to it. I mean, without it, you're not going to gain what you seek to uh, without it. it. It just doesn't happen. It's not something that exists without respect. Success just relationship without respect it's just not existing. And I think that leads to number five, which is the last big tip is learn how to compromise with each other. So just because you want to do things one way and they want to do things another way, and in the end you went more in their direction, doesn't mean that you quote unquote lost. It's you just accepting the fact that you don't always have to be well, right. Yeah, you don't always have to be the winner. Well, sometimes um, defeat is winning. Sometimes humiliation allows you to become the victor. So, I mean, just being able to um, go through that uh, point of defeat or humiliation sometimes can be so humbling that it actually uh, got a sense of freedom and understanding. Like you don't even realize you, you're actually the victim. <laughs> By embracing it. <laughs> By embracing the defeat? Yeah, I 
I mean, because you can't always let the feet be humiliating. You know, just like you all always say to me, embarrassment is a choice. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to be embarrassed by defeat or. Right. You know? And it doesn't always necessarily have to be defeat. You, you make a choice to compromise. You, you're making a choice to allow the other person to be more right. <laughs> that is one way of thinking right. about it. And that can sometimes actually make you the, vic- the victor. Right. And so, by, by, you know what I'm saying? Allowing another person, uh, you know, to think that they're right or be right. Right. How you want to look at it, you know. And then it doesn't always have to be a shit show, as we call this segment. Welcome to the shit show. The shit show can also be sometimes, you know, you're wiping out a person's ass with tissue. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes when you do, I think, I mean, and this is important, is part of compromising is realizing that sometimes you need a third party. To intervene, whether that's a friend, a trusted friend who could give you sound advice and be a neutral party, or sometimes it's a therapist. Sometimes it's um, just taking a break um, from those heated situations. You know, what it isn't is, (laughs) I'm not going to talk about what it isn't, but. The most important part of everything is. No matter what happens, it doesn't matter who's really right or wrong. The most part of that is the accomplishment. I think you two get to the point where you, you know, you can understand, accept whatever it is and everything and move forward. You know, it's one of those things where someone will always say to you, well, y'all should never go to bed angry or you should never go to bed and not tell each other you love them and, you know, you know, you get to a point in everything in your life and 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 all that. It, it doesn't matter who's wrong or right. It's the the accomplishment of the the goal that you set for yourself, or the accomplishment the accomplishment of the goal that you set together. Right, and I think that. And whether you or her, or her or you. Uh, the quote-unquote victor together as a couple, you still both women. Right. And if you go back to why you originally got married or why you originally made a decision to be with that person, you go back to that. You try to find that feeling that you felt when you first made that connection. Like, I I remember, this is going to be really random, but (laughs) there was... A point before Kevin and I got married where I remember the day when I like knew that, okay, this is what I want to do. This is the feeling that I wanted to feel. We were at a park and, but we were, we had a picnic and we were listening to George and Michael and we just had this. Was that the time when Amazing the white folks told us to get a room? Yeah, that time. Yeah. See, I, I wasn't even going to go there. But yeah, that time. Yeah, and we're, we're not going 
give up that location. <laughs> You're crazy. But I, I think, like, I try, that's the moment that I try to go back to. It really wasn't even our wedding day that I would, although that was a happy day. It was, I go back, for me, I go back to that moment because that moment was like a really peak turning point in our relationship in terms of just how I felt and the spiritual connection I felt like we had and the the fact that we could talk about whatever. And okay, yes, at the time we didn't have the stress or the worry of a massive property that we had to take care of and massive bills and et cetera. But that there was this common ground. There was this, I could say whatever, he could say whatever, you and we respected each property. other. How do you look at our properties being massive? Okay. I mean, I'm just saying it's a lot to take care of. I don't think it's a lot to take care of. I think the problem yeah. comes in with the property. I think the problem comes in because we both have ideas about the property and you might want to go one way with it. I might want to go the other way. And your vision might say this and mine might say that. The frustration comes in when we both clash when we get in the yard and try to <laughs> well, make it. <laughs> I'm just saying from a, from a, so I'll use this as an example. A typical person doesn't need to, like literally we have bought, a hundred and something bags of mulch. We never even normally buy that many bags of mulch because we get dumps. A typical household doesn't need truckloads and truckloads of mulch in order to mulch their yard every year. So I'm just saying, that's what I mean by massive. Like it's a, we have a lot of flowers. We have a lot of grass. We have land. We have trees. We have wood. We have a lot of stuff to take care of is what I'm, what I meant. But but, but most of the frustration is, you and I decide who wants what plant where, what color on what side. Yes, that's a part of it. Yes. But so I was saying all that to say that we didn't have those headaches. We didn't have to make those decisions at the time. But I try to go back to that feeling and that connection. And yeah, do we get frustrated and want to walk away? Yes, I do. I'm not going to speak for him. But yes, I do. And it's hard. I mean, we've there are lots of things we haven't even touched on because um, they weren't necessarily relevant to this conversation that have caused an unhealthy divide in our relationship that we're working to fix and to, to build and to mend. And who knows how things are going to turn out. But I think that, you know, we're committed to trying to get it back to where it was and get back to the place of true friendship that we had before. But also he's committed to seeing me succeed in his businesses and doing what he can to support me in his way in those businesses. I think before we leave, I would like you, Mr. Bell, to give... One last piece of advice that you would give to a person in your situation who's dealing with this, where they're in a different, they're on a different path than their partner is in terms of their partners trying to build a business or build their corporate career. And what piece of advice would you give for them as the person who's like you, but then also 
the other person who's the partner who's doing the building and the grinding for their career. My, my only my only advice would be you can't look at the texture of the road that you travel on. Because not all roads that you travel on are going to be smooth ones. You know, as you go through different stages in your life and how call the stages cities. So as you travel through different cities in your life, you know you only have one destination. If you focus on that destination and you just steadfastly uh, proceed forward and you don't worry about the bumps, the potholes, and the crazy turns and twists that you have to get and you stay have tunnel vision for you you know what your destination is you'll be alright you know you'll be alright prepare for the worst you, you hope for the best but you prepare for the worst you know as you travel so because that's what you are you travel you know you never know what you're going to run into as you travel you just prepare for it you prepare for it and you stay fast, focus, and make sure that you maintain your pursuit to your destination. Yes. If you keep your eye on your destination, everything in between really don't even matter. Shit. Even when your destination is a different destination than your partner's? I don't think you have a di- different destination than your partner's. It's just that you and your partner and everything just might not take the same roads to get there. Okay. Yeah. And, and because true. of that, you can't question the other one about the twists and turns they're taking because those may be twists and turns that they needed there. You know, they help them enjoy arriving at the destination. That is fair. Well, cool. Well, thank you. It was a pleasure. Having you as my guest oh, on the podcast. Being your guest. <laughs> so thank you everybody for tuning in for another episode. As always, if you like what you heard, please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. But also please make sure that you send me a message, send me a direct message, you know, let let us know any additional tips and tricks that you have if you've been in a situation or you're going through, you have questions about your journey or you want to share a piece about your journey. We we want to hear about it. You know, that one of the things that Kevin and I realize is that when we work together, we get so much more accomplished. And the idea of talking through this on the podcast was actually not just for you all, but also for us. I think it was therapeutic for us and we both well, enjoyed well, I it. I think it would be very therapeutic to actually have this podcast actually contribute to someone's successfulness and um, healthy development as far as their relationship is concerned. And the only way of us knowing that we were able to help you guys is for you guys to help us 
by giving us a review. The review will let us know if what's being said here today was a genuine help. And um, I, th I think that that's going to be our help that we receive. Yes. Yeah. I would agree. Maybe some things that, that we're seeing here today, somebody might want to write in a review and let us know, well, hey, this is what I think. And by us reading that, I mean, you guys are helping us also. Yes. So if you if you heard anything that you think that, you know, you may be able to contribute that will be um, helpful for her and I, yeah, please, give us a review. Let us read it. And we'll be sure to shout you out. And thanks. Yes, definitely, for sure. Yeah. It has truly been a pleasure, Mr. Bell. Yes, so. it has. <laughs> so thank you very much. And until next time on a drive, grace and peace. Thank you for joining the Find Your Voice and Own It podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and leave a review because I welcome and value your feedback. You can also tag me in your stories at It's On Your Day so I can personally connect with you and know who is in my tribe. I am looking forward to continuing to work with you to write your own story. Until next time, grace and peace.